0: Hello, everyone. This is Matilda from Coffee with Matilda, Journey to Self. Today, uh, I am back with John Freeman for another episode of Relationship Secrets. Today, we're going to talk about what do you know about relationships and uh, where do you get them from? I think this is a number- hello, John. <laughs> First.
1: Hi, Let's Matilda.
0: <laughs> How are you? <laughs>
1: i'm i'm well thank you, you?
0: How, very good how's the weather it's getting chilly here it's, uh,
1: well it's um it's pleasant uh here today as opposed to being horribly hot like it has been for the last couple of weeks so i'm quite um i'm quite grateful to not be melting in my in my office <laughs> here
0: very nice well i think today's episode is very interesting because we're going to show and we're gonna talk about what is maybe if we start what is even a relationship so we can we can dive into the concept that why do we have to pay attention to our relationships in lives and how do we what where are the references i mean is it um, is it coming from ourselves or it's the society that's dictating how our relationship should be in, the so- in in our lives. So let's start, what is a relationship John? How do you define one?
1: Um, it's There's so many possible ways of defining a relationship but the big, I think the big frame for me would be to say that this is just the nature of Uh, your connection with something or someone else, and we can perhaps narrow that to being someone else. Uh, I mean, you can have a relationship with your pet, you know, so, um, but what we mean by relationships in terms of what we're talking about here is definitely focused on Mm. humans and particularly on the context of people wanting to have a special human in their life, which is a fairly natural and common thing for people to do.
0: And why do they exist? Like, why do, why do we have relationships?
1: So the, uh, the bottom line is really very biological, that we wouldn't exist as a species if we hadn't evolved like all the other parts of the animal kingdom to come together and, and procreate. And that has a couple of special things about it if you're a human. Because the for, for animals, you know, if, if you're a mouse, procreation is really um, simply about the, the act of copulation and a bunch of babies show up, you know, a few weeks later. And uh, it only takes another couple of weeks before they're fit to survive in the world. With humans, it's very different from that because it takes, you know, 15 or 20 years to raise a child mm-hmm. and so we have a context for relationships which is built around all the things which ensure that that is going to happen as well as it possibly can and to bring up you know healthy children to the point where they will survive in the world so there are there are these underpinnings that run deep in ourselves in our uh, in our genetics, in our evolution. But then on top of that, we have a much more modern uh, take on that, which is all the things that we overlay on relationships, which may be very different than that and not always aligned with that. Mm-hmm. So that's where a lot of the interesting things about relationships start to show up often.
0: So, we say relationships is fundamental for us, so why is it that relationship is the core um core of being human being, and we're still struggling from it? I mean, why we don't learn how to have like nice relationships, like other fundamental things in human beings that we learn it from uh from the beginning, and we're doing it pretty we don't have a complexity over there. <laughs> but with relationship, when it comes to relationship, we I think everyone struggles. If it's not with your partner, it's maybe with your business partner, uh, maybe it's with your children, maybe it's with your, I mean, lovers <laughs> uh, or friends. You know, I mean, I never met any human being that um, never talked about or never struggled about, his failed relationships in one area or another. So why is that? Nobody talks about, oh, we want to eat. I don't know how to eat something. I mean, we need to control something. But, you know, other or sleep-wise, nobody says, I don't know how to sleep.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and so this is kind of about all the complex things we do with our brains. I mean, there are yes, there are things which are very natural to us, like eating and sleeping, and which we which we do because they're very much survival instincts. And then there are things that we learn about those. Like if you want to eat well, you might want to learn how to cook. Mm-hmm. And nobody teaches us about relationships. You know, you don't, the, 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 the if, if you're lucky, depending on your schooling system, you might get taught the basics of, of how sex happens and probably how to avoid you know social diseases and avoid unwanted pregnancies and that's about as much as they teach you about that so relationships is something it's kind of somehow it's assumed that everybody is going to be able to do this without any thought without any training without any help and alongside that total lack of of training and help and support you have the fact that what we are doing now with relationships is really complicated and I mean as you've said that you know it it it's a relationship is different with uh, you know a business partner or children and there are aspects that are very specific to those uh, ways of working that people can get into but even with the the kind of one-to-one quotes romantic relationship or you know there, there are so many, so many different ways that people look at this, and one of the <clears throat> one of the issues that I would say is completely central to the conversation that we're having is that I'm I, I would be asking each person who's hearing this to say, what do I really want? and to start to discover the difference between what I really want and what uh, everybody else says I'm supposed to want and what that looks like. Because, I mean, you know, there's the, the kind of fairly obvious standard things that you might well have parents whose ambition is for you to produce grandchildren for them to play with. And that's a pretty common scenario. You might well have parents who are embedded in a culture um, where the who you choose to marry with to you know to marry or to have a relationship with is something which is not just about who you are and how you feel and what kind of relationship you might have. It's about what does this do for the family? I mean that there's, there's a, a TV series running at the moment on UK TV about, uh, that's based on a book called A Suitable Boy by Vikram Seth. And, you know, a lot of the narrative, a lot of the story is about the determination of uh, the girl Lata's mother to find a suitable boy for her to be with. Now, there's a lot of cultures where that would happen. Uh, I mean, okay, it's it's set a few decades ago, but the, the notion in many cultures of arranged marriages has not gone away. So there's kind of threads like that which run through who we individually are and that have very little to do with what do I want. So I'm kind of encouraging every listener to kind of get into something deeper about, okay, what is really nourishing to my life? And how, how am I going to set about making this be about my life and not about what everybody else thinks my relationships are supposed to be? I mean it's very common these days for people to choose i i am not going to have children, even the ones who who might choose to to have long term relationships yeah. might still make the choice you know I'm so, you know sorry mum and dad uh there's no grandkids coming
0: yeah <laughs> find it somewhere else <laughs> the closed shop uh, the shop is closed <laughs> <laughs> well um i what i what i want listeners to really understand as well that the quality of your relationships is very important in your life because i feel like if you have good relationships meaningful relationships then um your life is more joyful what would have what's a life of a very rich man that doesn't have meaningful relationships i think it's very empty so or you are very very successful business wise, but you don't have caring and loving people that you can share your success with. Then what's it for? Am I not mean, right? To so I well,
1: think... I, for a lot of people, you're right. I mean, there are some people who really are you know that's just what they want to do, and they get their they they get their fulfilment out of building the business or out of making money, and they don't. They, they, they don't share your need or mine to have somebody uh, to you know, share that journey with. So you know, it, even, even the way you ask the question, it's, it's, it's like to be very aware um, for you, for, for the listeners to be very aware of the notion of right and wrong yeah. as distinct <laughs> from, uh, for, I, I have a choice here. What's my choice? How do I want to live my life?
0: But if you don't have, but John, if you don't have anybody that you know, that they truly love you, I mean, you're going to feel empty now.
1: Some people don't. I mean, not many. I I don't know. I'm not inside. I'm not inside, you know, I, I'm not inside the, the 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 mind and body of a person who, feels that but i know i you know that i've kind of read of of such people or seen such people who um you know who who are maybe talking on on tv and it's just they're, they're perfectly okay because they're fulfilled by their their business or by their career as a musician or as an actor and they're getting what they get from their you know from it's it's not not unusual for this to happen among people in in various kinds of arts that they're you know they're consumed by their relationship with their art and that is fulfilling for them yeah
0: i always think i mean in new york i meet i met a lot of interesting and very successful people a lot of people who were you know paid attention to their maybe career a lot or their you know their success that was. That was a main thing that maybe they're in New York. And I felt at the end of the day, okay, you have all this success, all this, but you're alone at home or you come home, you hang out with a bunch of people that you know they're around because of your success, not necessarily that truly authentically they love you and care for you. And I always feel bad for them, but maybe I shouldn't. (laughs) Maybe it's just my way of thinking that, you know, what's life if you don't have um true friends what's life if you don't have family to come home to or i don't know
1: yeah and and the majority of people probably do have something of of that um and of course it, there there can be a timing thing for you know there are some people who are just consumed by the the kind of scenario you just described and then at some at some point it kicks in they think okay you know maybe i would like to add relationship or and they might be you know 40 years old before they come to that feeling so you know it doesn't have a particular particular shape and I think where I'm coming from is for uh, for any person to feel free to shape their life according to their own choice uh, because it's yours you know it's your
0: yeah. life. I it's guess cool. I'm judgmental. I guess that's what's happening here. <laughs> I'm judging people based on their choices that they've done. And it's interesting, you know, you're opening my eyes and I'm thinking, you know, who am I to think that way of living, it will be more suitable for him or for her. So I just need to take care of my life the way that I want it. <laughs>
1: well, that's true, and then there's the 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 other side of of this. And I, I'm I'm not going to entirely contradict myself, but the other side of it is that there are people who do that, who who go into that kind of solitary mode, because actually there's something they're afraid of mm-hmm. about going into a relationship, and there, you know, it it it, it means being. Uh, being vulnerable or it means being out of control or, you know, lots of things which are uh, fundamental in that way. And equally there are people who are going into relationship because they have um, the notion, which I think is really damaging um, that there is a person out there who is going to complete them
0: yeah
1: and you know that leads to a lot of mythologies around the one and soulmates and um and i'm you know even in saying that i'm not saying that there cannot be such a thing as a soulmate and that some people will find a relationship that actually fits that picture but it's when you make it like that's my ambition that's what my life is about and po- possibly it's not. Possibly that is not what you incarnated to do this time round. And there are going to be relationships through which you're going to learn and grow, which will be more challenging than that. I mean, most of us, I think, most of the people I know and have witnessed over the over the decades, um, they're on a learning curve with relationships. They're learning about themselves. They're learning about how to be with another. They're learning about how how somebody else pushes their control buttons, they're learning about how have I come into this from my own need rather than coming in, I'm filled, I'm a vibrant human being and we are going to add to each other, but I don't need you in that deep kind of I am lost without you (laughs) place. There's so many dynamics in this and they're actually very core to who we are as people.
0: That's interesting because one of the you know I really love relationships and actually I've been fascinated about relation to learn about relationships and how to connect with people to create relationships. And I'm actually I think I'm good at it. I don't know. My friends they say I'm good at it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But what's very interesting and fast why I love meeting new people and creating relationships is because I find more about myself through people that I have relationship with is it business even a business relationship I learn a different side of me or different people in general bring different sides of you and it's interesting when you're interacting with them you sometimes you even surprise yourself like wow I was this awesome and I didn't know Matilda <laughs> but sometimes the opposite you get shocked what you've done or what you've said or sometimes what you feel and then you know maybe if people understand they they take relationship in a way that there are mirrors to who you are and so if you're feeling some problems with someone maybe if you have to go deep inside you and to realize what is the issue that it's bothering you rather than putting uh, and saying oh he is the problem or she's the problem totally
1: totally and one of the quickest ways to send a, a relationship downhill is to live from the space where you think it's some think it's somebody else's problem so for people to learn to navigate that process always from the point of view of kind of what, what can I change? What can I learn and who can I be up to the point where it's either clear that you no longer want to be with that person as they are because that isn't what truly is suiting you or where you are, able to make the shift and the choice in yourself to be to, to to deal with your own issues so that you can honor that other person for who they are and not think that they're supposed to be somebody else and to be somebody other than who they are
0: very nice because you know lots of times and I've done that gazillion times and maybe I'm still doing it. I don't know. I have to focus on that. I like people to treat me the way that I want them to treat or I want from a specific relationship a certain outcome. And sometimes I manipulate <laughs> to have that outcome. Uh, or sometimes I don't, I don't know. But yeah, maybe I manipulate to have that certain outcome. So its I don't think I just live it as it is <laughs> and enjoy well, the person as yeah. they
1: are. I mean, it is—it is a balance. You—you're you're entitled to what you what you, to want, what you want, and to receive what you choose to receive, and to ask to be treated the way you would like to be treated, because honouring goes both ways. I mean, you want to—you know—I'm saying honour the other person for who they are, but there is also an, a, a, an expectation or a realistic. Reasonable desire that in a relationship the other person should also be honoring you for who you are So the you know, what then becomes interesting is that is kind of recognizing the difference between Who they are for themselves and honoring that and not who they are for you, but what you what they are willing to bring into your life that you would like to have from them. And that's a, that's an adjustment process. If if in a long-term relationship, it's, um, it's, it's, it doesn't end because you're changing. Excuse me. I'm just going to have to kill that.
0: (laughs) Um, um,
1: so, um, yeah, we're, we're all changing. We're growing and, and we either find ways that we grow together and we support each other in that or that we don't. Sorry, I've still got noise coming from my phone. No worries. Um, so. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that is. Kind of what what the journey is like, and how you learn with and from each other, and how you learn about yourself, and how you eventually find the places where you're clear about whether that relationship is something that is continuing to nourish you, or whether you get to the point where you know that, okay, you know, we've we, we've done what we can with this, and we've had we've had what there is for us, and to be willing and open and kind of vulnerable about the process of ending and moving on. Um, I mean, I had a 25 year marriage, which was, which was really good and which came to an end. Uh, So there's a whole story about that, which maybe I'll tell one day. Um, But yeah, we, we moved on. We celebrated what we'd had. we, Uh, celebrated what was coming that was new and you know we're still close but we're living different lives and you know life can be like that there's I think what I'm trying to say is that when you have an, an expectation that's that says oh I'm going to come together with somebody and you know, in 50 years' time, we'll be celebrating our golden wedding anniversary and we will yeah. be sit, you know, sitting on the porch together as old folks, um, really enjoying that. That is a reality for some people. It happens for some people. But it when, the minute you make that an ideal or a goal or the way that it has to be, you put yourself in a prison where there's no longer any more choice for you or for them about how life will unfold and and of course i mean we all know that aside from what might happen between two people that um might cause you know cause people to want to go different ways there is also the reality of of life that you know people get sick people get people people die think you know things happen in life that are not part of your of your Plan, or at least not part of the plan you're aware of so um, you know there is a kind of a central thing an important thing about how you approach life that it does have to be in the moment and open for change and you know ready to deal with what comes.
0: Yeah that's uh, interesting I mean um, actually very exciting But I think for people that they like to control, it's a little bit difficult. uh, What you're saying is going to be a little bit difficult to practice because they like to know what they're going to get into and they want to navigate the relationship the way that they want. So, But I'm sure if you let go and appreciate the person who they are and let them bring the values and the gifts that they want to bring into your life, it's much more fulfilling than trying to put them in a certain um, situations or certain settings so they operate the way that you want, kind of a way. So,
1: yes. Uh, that's... Yeah, I mean, it's it's not it's not controllable and yeah we we all have, there's a, all, we all have this kind of sense of it would be a bit more comfortable if we knew what was going to happen. Um, but you know, life is more unpredictable now, possibly than it ever ever has been. I mean, you know, we're we're having this conversation after six months of of COVID nineteen. Well, you know, did did any of you see that coming? Because I sure as hell didn't. <laughs> true
0: so now that we're talking kind of to let things go as they are maybe we should start to think about when a relationship starts what do you think when a relationship what's the beginning of a relationship
1: well the beginning of a relationship um, a lot of people obviously you know struggle even to get to the point where it starts and um, there's quite a lot that we could say someday about about that but the the start is when one person has a feeling for another and recognizes something that they think oh I'd like to get to know you better and closer and so at some point somebody has to has to initiate that and I mean for centuries it was kind of supposed to be the man who did that that's not true anymore or certainly not so much um and women or even in those days had had very uh uh, were very good at letting men know uh hey it's about time you said something (laughs) but um but yeah you know it starts when somebody says would you like you know, come out for dinner with, with me, and you start that conversation where you each begin to explore you know, who are you? Where did you come from? What do you think? How do you feel about this? Do we, do we seem to have anything in common?
0: Yeah. Um, you know, what's very um, valuable for me in, in any relationship in any, doesn't matter, is the bonding of two people, two souls together. Okay. And um, do you have any tips? Because lots of people, I feel like they have relationships and the bond is not very strong between them. Or I've seen even friends that they they say they're close friends, but they, they don't know the... the the rainy days of each other that much. I mean, well, how can you be a close friend if you're not there for the rainy days? So what makes a very good relationship? What is the bonding that it's necessary for this, like um, a relationship that can be fulfilling, a relationship can that can teach you a lot of things about yourself, let alone for others?
1: Oh, that's a big question. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I, th- I think it, it, it starts with the place where you actually care about the other and the other cares about you. So if there isn't some sense of, um, you know, I'm here for you because I care about you as well as you being here for me because you care about me there's a there's a mutual uh willingness to go into the places of yeah I'm going to be with you when things are not comfortable, and that's that you know that's as true of of a friendship or a business relationship as it is of a you know full blown kind of romantic lover type relationship because everybody is going to have times when stuff comes up, you know, either stuff internally that people get upset about or things that come up in their lives that are a cause of difficulty. So being willing to kind of walk alongside somebody else with that, I mean, and that's a, you know, that is as true of a, of a good business partnership as it is of any other relationship um that it's not always going to be easy and people's you know people's issues and people's lives will will come into the frame
0: you know um john i feel like i'm very good in connecting with people bonding with people and i think one of the reasons that i feel that connection is a i love humans i love to create relationships because I feel these relationships just it's exciting for me because they teach me something about myself. Also, I love to understand their story, where they're coming from, what's happening, why they're afraid in life, what makes them happy. So my relationship with people is more deeper usually, even with my friendships or lovers or business partners. And I see that even And when you have a deep relationship, it, I mean, I never think that relationship, the longevity of a relationship is the goal, is the journey that you're going with that person and the things that you're learning with each other and about each other and about life. Uh, it's important. But a lot of people don't have that. They go to meaningless relationships thinking that, oh, We've been, I mean, I've been in a relationship for seven years. How can I just let it go now? Or, and I know a lot of people that they are in that setting. They don't even know their best friends that much. They don't even understand the other human being that much. I don't know why they call themselves best friend in that setting. Or um, relationship-wise, their romantic relationship doesn't have any strong roots. So, I don't understand why even they are in that relationship. What's the purpose of it? Just to be in a relationship, just to have a friendship. But I think more than just meeting the right person, it's um, you as well, how you look at life and how you bond with people. There's a quality there um, or there's a talent there, I think. Don't you think so? I'm asking you this so maybe we can tell our listeners if they do certain things, they can bond with people better in their lives.
1: Yes. So uh, th- there's a, I have a a mix of answers because yes, th- there are things that you can learn, and it's kind of it's stuff that I've uh, r- written about that will help you make all of that work better i mean again you know i think the reason you're here having this conversation and i'm here having this conversation is that we both share that perception that you know relationships are interesting and fun and juicy and places to learn about other people and ourselves and for other people who who share that feeling, then, you know, I would want to support and encourage them to to have that. But again, it's the the same as that isn't what everybody wants. Some I'll people come. are quite <laughs> people are people are different, and so this is where it kind of comes back to my, you know, the question that I started with, like, what is it for you? You know, for each listener, yeah. what is it that you really want from your life and your relationships? You know, there are some people, let's, let's say uh, some women, who are going to be completely content to find a man who is a, a, a good man, who will give them children, who will provide for them, who will support them, and she will be much more f- fulfilled by the relationship that she has with her children than she is by the relationship that she has with her partner. And if that's who you are, that's okay too. Where things go wrong is when there is a mismatch between who you are and what you want and what you then go out and pick and do in your life. That is when things get messed up. And that's why I keep coming back to this question of, okay, what do you really want and it does get contaminated when you start to to have an idea you know like with soulmates or the one that you're going to find a partner who is going to be absolutely everything yeah yeah that 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 doesn't exist (laughs) that's unreal you know Mm. if if you if you don't have a life outside where you have friends who bring something into your life that you wouldn't have with your partner if you don't have things in your life which turn you on that you're doing you know you've, you you're going out and you i don't know you're exploring your passion for macrame or or knitting or or golf because that's what you love to do. And that's different from, you know, your partner doesn't want to do golf or doesn't want to do macrame. But having those things that are outside that that you bring into, to the space of your relationship, you're bringing in the fulfillment of you and you want them to be bringing in the fulfillment of them. And that is what creates something which is, just a richness of living. It's not even just about the, re- the richness of the relationship. The life, your life is more important than your relationship in my view.
0: Nice. I think now that you're talking I feel what I'm craving in life is connection with other people. That's what I'm craving. That's what I'm doing in my life. I'm trying to have connections with human beings and that's very important for me. Yeah. Uh, uh, interesting and
1: for most people that's that's important i think it's just it's uh, connections of one kind or another it's when we start to put label on labels on what those connections are or what they should be that's what can get us into uh, yeah. trouble
0: yeah when actually i feel not comfortable when i'm uh, disconnected with myself and that really makes me unbalanced so that's why i need my alone time every day to reconnect with matilda it's kind of strange or maybe it's everyone like that i don't know but i like a lot of
1: people certainly are
0: reconnected so interesting see i'm learning something today from my about myself So, you know, we talk about all these nice things about relationship. What about toxic relationship? How do you define it? How, why we allow a toxic relationship come to our life?
1: Ooh, another big, big question. And, you know, possibly, you know, when we could have a whole separate conversation on at some point, but I think the bottom line of it is when you somehow have made yourself less to the extent that you are willing to settle for something that is actually not really feeling good and where you justify that staying there, you know, um, to the extent of, of you know, the, the people who put up with abuse f- for years um, and... The answer for the, for that, in a way, is the same as the answer for having a good relationship, which is about developing the strength of yourself and dis- the st- the um, the understanding of you are worth better.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so, yeah, that I mean, that for me is the core of what happens in in. Toxic relationships where people um, start to accept things from another person that uh, they really shouldn't, and equally that they sometimes that they accept things that are being brought up in themselves about how they behave towards the other person, but underneath they know this is not really how I should be, and this is not really how I want to be,
0: yeah.
1: but finding the you know the the courage and the willingness to choose oh okay i can see there's something here that i need to sort out and i'm going to take the steps that are required to sort it out
0: Yeah, I think toxic relationship is a big one. And maybe we can have another session just talking about it because lots of people, I think at one point in their life, they've been in a toxic relationship, toxic relationship with a neighbor or with a loved one. Usually that's the loved one. Or even sometimes you have a toxic relationship with your parents, not necessarily you're fighting. No, from maybe outside, everything is nice, but it's a toxic relationship for your soul because Maybe they're not allowing you to become who you are and you're becoming someone that they're picturing you to be. So I think it's a very big topic, uh, especially, um, I think, for people from my culture that you have to, when you're in a relationship, in a marriage or, um, you know, brothers sisters might have a toxic relationship, they don't like to announce the, the you need to kind of, um, cover it instead of talking about it and trying to solve a solve or come out of that toxic relationship. Um, so I think, but what one thing that we can talk about is boundaries. Do you think how we can put? healthy boundaries in our re- in any relationships we have? Because I think with the healthy ba- uh, boundaries, you're going to have a healthy relationships. So how can we come to that understanding? What is our boundaries? And how we have to put it in a relationship?
1: Mm. Well, I mean, again, I would say that it has to do with... Um, being willing and able to honour who you are and what you need and to honour who the other person is and what they need. And, and there is a, you know, there's an interesting edge to explore around boundaries, because the flip side of boundaries is that life actually grows from the willingness to allow energy to flow. And so the more you are able to be vulnerable in a relationship, both vulnerable with yourself and with your other, in order to feel whatever is happening and what is coming up, um, there, there's a there's a kind of negotiation that goes on, a subtle energetic negotiation, um, that ev- every living entity, if you look at a cell in the human body, you know, a cell has a membrane, and the membrane has ways that it supports what the cell needs by allowing chemicals in and by putting chemicals out and it's and that boundary is is porous there are some things that which can come in and there are some things which can't and in the relationship if you think of yourself as kind of two cells that if you limit what can come in then you you limit what uh potentially that cell can become and how much you can be as an individual, your ability to receive and to grow and become more. But you have to be able to do that in a way which doesn't feel threatening. So we're all negotiating the boundaries between our vulnerability and I don't want you to go there. I don't want you to touch that issue in me right now. And the fact that the growth actually comes from the point often where we say, okay, I am going to deal with some of that vulnerability in myself so that I can allow more of a flow between myself and my partner. So yeah, boundaries boundaries are important but not rigid boundaries. Rigid boundaries, at least in a relationship, I think uh, tend to, you know, they, they will tend to solidify and they will tend to degrade the relationship because it ceases to, ceases to grow.
0: Wow, interesting. So honestly, t- to have a really good relationship with whoever you want, you have to have that, you have to give in. <laughs> you have to give in. So that's the difficult part, John. <laughs> I don't like to give in that much. I like to keep Matilda a little bit somewhere <laughs> and not just to go in completely but honestly you know once you're expanding i'm understanding better uh, for you to understand what re- this relationship can do for you how can nurture your soul you need to go in with all your vulnerabilities
1: and just trust yeah and you you know, know you have a right to you you have a right to do that in a way which feels safe for you and which is nourishing for you, and to you know I'm 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 certainly not saying that you shouldn't be Matilda in the relationship. But I'm an only child. At, at every point, there's a at every point there's a there's a kind of a choice of okay, you know, if I go this way how will my life be in a year's time? If I go that way, how will my life be in a year's time? And have an ability to sense into, okay, actually, there's more for me if I go this way than that way. And that's a, that's a navigation process for any, any part of, of anybody's life, is the ability to follow that thread of, okay, this is what's going to bring more for me.
0: Mm-hmm. Very nice. Awesome, John. So I think for today's session, we have to wrap it up. Do you have anything um, to share? Like we have two, three minutes.
1: Well, um, I think in relation to what I just said about that kind of choosing and knowing what nourishes, what what will be nourishing to you, I'd encourage people to go on to um, the Access to Possibility Facebook group and to get hold of the the, the the free ebook that's there about the um, the seven keys to, to possibility and the seven you know the the way of how you uh, expand your ability to create your own life because that is all about this process of choosing and letting go and listening to the flow and kind of entering into the kind of space with all of life that we've just been talking about with relationships so that's Um, what i would encourage people to do
0: let the flow of life be with you all the time (laughs) very nice John. thank you and we'll be back next week with another episode of uh, relationship secrets thank Thank you matilda (laughs) thank you listeners ciao bye-bye